You're listening to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, episode number 109. Today we'll read Acts chapter 20 together. Paul returned to Macedonia to encourage the churches. He raised a young man from the dead, and he warned the elders in Ephesus to be on the alert. Welcome to the Lifting Her Voice podcast. I'm your host, Joy Miller, and I invite you to grab your Bible and join me as we simply read God's Word together. Some things require discipline, and sometimes that's just not easy to muster by yourself, no matter how badly you want to do it or how much you know you should. It's just easier to do it with a friend. So refill your coffee or tea, get comfortable in your favorite chair, and follow along as I read aloud. I'm so glad you're here. Many of my friends and relatives are teachers and school administrators. I have talked and listened to several, and there are understandable concerns about what the new school year is going to look like. More importantly, how effective it can be under unprecedented challenges. Some states, like California, have closed schools and learning will be online. Some families are forming learning pods. In other districts, teachers have the choice as to whether to return to classrooms. One thing I know about the educators in my circle is that they care very much about kids and their educational outcomes. More than that, we know that God cares about kids and teachers. So let's mix it up a little today and bow in prayer before diving into our text. Father God, there are some very real issues going on with kids' education under the shadow of COVID-19. Thank you, Lord, that you have not left us alone. Thank you that we can come to you with our deepest needs. Our educators need wisdom and extra measures of creativity and compassion right now. Kids need to be in school, and I intercede for those who are having to learn online. We know that not all parents can afford to have their kids participate in learning pods, and we pray that you will fill in the gaps so these kids don't fall behind. Lord, where classrooms are reconvening, new rules will have to apply, and we pray that your calm and order will prevail. I pray your hand on our educators for strength, clear thinking, patience beyond what they think they have, and your joy, which is unshakable. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts chapter 20 After the uproar was over, Paul sent for the disciples, encouraged them, and after saying farewell, departed to go to Macedonia. And when he had passed through those areas and offered them many words of encouragement, he came to Greece and stayed there three months. 
the Jews plotted against him when he was about to set sail for Syria, and so he decided to go back through Macedonia. He was accompanied by Sopater, son of Pyrrhus, from Berea, Aristarchus, and Secundus from Thessalonica, Gaius from Derbe, Timothy, and Trophimus from the province of Asia. These men went on ahead and waited for us in Troas, but we sailed away from Philippi after the festival of unleavened bread. In five days we reached them at Troas, where we spent seven days. On the first day of the week we assembled to break bread. Paul spoke to them, and since he was about to depart the next day, he kept on talking until midnight. There were many lamps in the room upstairs where we were assembled, and a young man named Eutychus was sitting on a windowsill and sank into a deep sleep as Paul kept on talking. When he was overcome by sleep, he fell down from the third story and was picked up dead. But Paul went down, bent over him, embraced him, and said, Don't be alarmed, because he's alive. After going upstairs, breaking the bread and eating, Paul talked a long time until dawn. Then he left. They brought the boy home alive and were greatly comforted. We went on ahead to the ship and sailed to Asos, where we were going to take Paul on board, because these were his instructions, since he himself was going by land. When he met us in Asos, we took him on board and we went to Mytilene. Sailing from there, the next day we arrived in Chios. The following day we crossed over to Samos, and the day after we came to Miletus. For Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus to avoid spending time in the province of Asia because he was hurrying to be in Jerusalem, if possible, for the day of Pentecost. Now from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and summoned the elders of the church. When they came to him, he said to them, You know, from the first day I set foot in Asia, now I was with you the whole time, serving the Lord with all humility, with tears, and during the trials they came to me through the plots of the Jews. You know that I did not avoid proclaiming to you anything that was profitable or from teaching you publicly and from house to house. I testified to both Jews and Greeks about repentance toward God and faith in our Lord Jesus. And now I am on my way to Jerusalem, compelled by the Spirit, not knowing what I will encounter there, except that in every town the Holy Spirit warns me that chains and afflictions are waiting for me. But I consider my life of no value to myself. My purpose is to finish my course and the ministry I have received from the Lord Jesus, to testify to the gospel of God's grace. And now I know that none of you, among whom I went about preaching the kingdom, will ever see me again. Therefore I declare to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all of you, because I did not avoid declaring to you the whole plan of God. Be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. I know that after my departure, 
savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Men will rise up even from your own number and distort the truth to lure the disciples into following them. Therefore, be on the alert, remembering that day and night for three years I never stopped warning each one of you with tears. And now I commit you to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all who are sanctified. I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that I worked with my own hands to support myself and those who are with me. In every way, I've shown you that it is necessary to help the weak by laboring like this and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus because he said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. And after he said this, he knelt down and prayed with all of them. There were many tears shed by everyone. They embraced Paul and kissed him, grieving most of all over his statement that they would never see his face again, and they accompanied him to the ship. Did you find yourself a little taken aback when Paul told the Ephesian elders that they would never see his face again? And the emotion that is poured out in this chapter is heart-wrenching. Always the consummate teacher, Paul reminds them of everything he has taught them and admonishes them to be on their guard to protect everything that has been accomplished for God's kingdom. I imagine they were all very scared for Paul when he told them that he was headed back for Jerusalem. That city had the biggest concentration of Jewish leaders, and they were committed to destroy Paul and his work. But stay tuned. God has much more planned for Paul's ministry. Remember, he has to get to Rome. Let's pray. Lord, I pray for the same unity in each of our local churches that the Ephesians displayed in this chapter of Acts. Help us to be of one mind in you always. Amen. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray God will grow in you what has been planted and watered here. In this time of unprecedented struggle worldwide, we can look to God for guidance and comfort. Be sensitive to those in your circle of influence who need a word of encouragement and invite them to join us. If you like the show, it would be great if you'd give it a five-star review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you right here tomorrow. Be well.